0: Welcome to the Mind Mechanics webcast. In each and every episode, you learn more about how to use your mind to have the life of your dreams. And now, here is your host, M. John Howard. Okay, today we're going to talk about uh, ghosts, vampires. And uh, other extraordinary beings. And um, if I don't finish this today, uh, we will finish it uh, uh, in the next installment. Uh, We're also going to be doing an installment on angels and demons and uh, those type of subjects. Um, But they are such large subjects uh, that we will need to spend several Episodes on them. Okay, now uh, to get into uh, ghosts, vampires, and other extraordinary beings. Um, let's see, where do we start? Um, well, first of all, you need to understand who and what man is. And I've done quite an extensive amount of material on that. However, Some of that material is a little bit old, so I'm going to be probably redoing uh, part of it, okay? Um, So I'm going to discuss that briefly here, uh, because this has relation to ghosts and and that type of thing. And there's also spirits and um, (coughs) demons and that type of thing, and some of that sort of intermixes with another Uh, broadcasts that i'm going to be doing okay so um this is i guess you could view this as the first in a series of broadcasts on related subjects okay so who and what is man and as i said i discussed this before um in the um let's see i was calling it the Success Quest program at that time and and some of them were done under the um, Ambassador for World Peace uh, program uh, logo and you can find these modules uh, which are called Who and What is Man you can find these modules on the Bible Study channel which you can access through plainbibletruth.com so if you want to get the long version of this uh, that is there Um, the version that I'm going to be doing for this program is shorter and more up-to-date I have had a lot of changes um, in insights and my attitude and and a lot of other things in just the past uh, four to six months Uh, I've come quite a long way in my understanding of various things. So what I said even 6 months ago I may have changed my mind or modified my position on it. Okay. But so first of all, all right. Now this is not perfect. I haven't thought this all the way through uh, and I'm reevaluating it, okay? But from what I've understood in the past the human race is divided into two different parts okay now even science will tell you this okay there's basically the leaders and the followers okay the free thinkers and those who just like the status quo and and will follow along without question okay now some people have called the people that think for themselves white cells and the people that just sort of follow along with the program and, and and do what society expects them to do without question, okay, calls them red cells. Okay, now I'm not completely satisfied with that definition. But for want of something better, that's what we're going to call them for now. Okay, now, you know, early on in my life, I saw a difference between myself and between other people. Or the majority of other people. I I questioned. I always wanted to know why. I always craved understanding. And furthermore, I had a desire to get down to the truth. Okay? So, you know, when I ask, well... You know, why are we uh, uh, observing Christmas? And why are we observing Easter? And the Bible doesn't seem to um, support that. You can't find Easter in the Bible. You can't find Christmas in the Bible. And then I asked uh, somebody, well, how do we calculate uh, Easter? And uh, they gave me some gobbledygook answer, even as a little kid. And I began to see that our society is kind of founded on lies. And actually, for you to tell lies to your children, you're doing a disservice to them. For example, you tell them about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and all kinds of other fairy tales that you make up. And you may justify this in your mind, but what that's doing for a child. You know, once the child realizes there's no tooth fairy. Once the child realizes there's no Santa Claus. Once he realizes that there's no Easter bunny. He then thinks to himself, well, you know, I'm going to look into this Jesus Christ thing too. Okay, and they will treat that... With equal skepticism. Now I'm not here to describe or to discuss whether or not Jesus Christ actually came. Whether or not he was authentic. I believe he did come. That he was authentic. And I believe you can historically prove it. But that's a topic for another time. But I also believe that the religion today. The organized religion called Christianity bears absolutely no resemblance to the teachings of Jesus Christ. And if he came back today, he would would see immediately that the organized so-called Christianity of today is nothing more but the Babylonian mystery religion. You know, dressed up with different clothes and different terminology. And the pagan gods of ancient times have been dressed up as Christian saints. By the Catholic Church. And they wanted to become all inclusive. And when you had Roman emperors. Who were setting doctrines. In the church. That should immediately raise a red flag for you. And one of the doctrines. That they uh, squelched early on. Was the doctrine of reincarnation. Because reincarnation was actually believed in by a majority of the Pharisees in Christ's day. And it's also found in the Talmud. But it was expunged from Christianity by Justinian and uh, Constantine under pain of death. So, you know, people either went along with the emperor or they left the empire or they hid underground, or they got killed and fed to the lions. So, so much for, you know, Christianity being a search for the truth. The Christianity that you see all around you today, what I like to call churchianity, is nothing more than a political organization. And the Roman Empire co-opted it And turned it into a state religion. Because at one point, uh, the religion of Christianity was turned into the state religion of Rome. And it was not permitted to believe in another religion depending on what province you were in. So that should give you an immediate suspicion That the so-called Christianity that you see around you today is nothing more than an ancient political compromise that was imposed by the Roman emperors. So, we need to look into this subject of reincarnation. A lot of of so-called Christians, they dispense with the idea of reincarnation out of hand. They just totally uh, disregard it. And that's because they have a closed mind. Because they are not open and they do not ask why. You know, the Roman Catholic Church could not stand if people started asking why. Why Why am I observing Christmas? Why am I observing Easter? Why am I observing all these days? that are not instituted by the Bible. And they would quickly see that they have accepted a false religion. A false religion. And you see, that's because of the educational system today. The educational system, uh, according to um, Vin a, um a famous libertarian columnist, Uh, Newspaper columnist uh, who, last I heard, was still writing for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He he calls them the government-sponsored youth propaganda camps. And that's exactly what they are. You're not getting an education today in the public schools. You're not getting an education today in the private schools. Modern education is nothing more than memorization and regurgitation. It's just memorization and regurgitation. And people are trained and they're rewarded from the time of a very young age to memorize so-called facts out of a textbook and then regurgitate them on a test. In fact, Herbert Armstrong in one of the first editions of the Plain Truth magazine had an illustration. He had a teacher in the front of the classroom. And the teacher was holding a picture that was labeled ready-made propaganda. And all the students had little funnels in their head. And the teacher was pouring this ready-made propaganda into the heads of all the kids. And you see, re- you're rewarded for Memorization and regurgitation. You're not rewarded for, for thinking for yourself today. For example, you know, we know... Well, let, let me just give you this story and then I'll, 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 I'll comment on it. You know, little Johnny was, was sitting there in a classroom many years ago. And the question on the test... Was who discovered America? Okay. Now the right answer according to the educational establishment. Was Columbus discovered America? And little Johnny raised his hand and he said. Well teacher. Didn't the Indians discover America? Because they were already here. When Columbus arrived. So they're the ones who actually discovered it. You see little Johnny was thinking. But he still got the answer wrong on the teacher's test. So, you see, what I refer to as the red cells are those who simply accept, without question, the propaganda that is fed to them by society, whatever the fashion of thinking, whatever the fashion of ideas is in that day, they memorize it, regurgitate it on a test, and then, then they inculcate it into their minds, and it, be, it, it it is indistinguishable by them as an opinion as opposed to a fact. They think it's a fact, but it's really just the opinion of whoever the textbook writer was or whoever the teacher was in their classroom. Okay? Now, those few who dare to question, who dare to think for themselves, which is only about 5 or 10 percent, are what we can refer to as white cells. Because they do not carelessly assume, they, they do not carelessly take for granted whatever it is they're thinking or being taught. And so they question Now, many in traditional society consider them to be nuisances because, you see, they rock the boat. You know, they'll they'll ask their pastor, you know, where where did uh, Christmas come from? And whereas 90% of the people or 80% of the people will just take whatever explanation he says is fact, the one who will cause trouble We'll say, well, excuse me, if you can't, you you claim that your religion comes out of the Bible, but you can't show that to me. So what's wrong with this picture? Not only that, my friends, but the evidence, the evidence. And I'm recording this just before Xmas uh, of 2012. And so, you know, everybody's running around buying, buying Christmas gifts or whatever. Which is utter stupidity. And they're running around like a bunch of idiots, you know, buying things and worrying about this. And thinking they're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ when they're doing no such thing at all. You can prove, in fact, from the Bible that Jesus Christ was born in the, in the fall of the year. He wasn't born anywhere near December 25th. And that December 25th, if you care to look it up, is actually the ancient pagan Saturnalia. And you see, when the, when, the, when the Catholic Church became the Roman Catholic Church, the Saturnalia and New Year's, according to the Roman calendar, were big holidays for ancient Rome. So what they did back then for political expediency... They changed the name and they said, well, you know, we're going to observe the same festival. We're going to keep the same customs, but we're going to rename it Christmas in the honor of Christ, supposedly. But we're still going to be keeping the same customs and we're still going to be keeping the same day and doing the same things. Now, what kind of sense does that make? What kind of sense does that make? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It is nonsense. It is nonsense. You can't put Christ back in Christmas because He was never in it. And that's just the plain truth. And I dare you to try and prove it otherwise. And we're not even going to argue whether Christianity is true or whether Jesus Christ is true. But if we take the Bible at face value as the supposed founding doctrine of the Christian religion, it doesn't support Christmas or Easter at all. Many of the other holidays that are so-called Christian. So if you are willing to kid yourself, if you're willing to lie to yourself, if you're willing to lie to your children... Well, then, you see, you have created the first problem, you see, because you're teaching your kids that it's okay to lie. And you're teaching your kids that it is wrong to think for themselves. And don't cause trouble, Johnny, by asking those damn fool questions. I oh, don't know, we certainly wouldn't want that now, would we? We wouldn't want Johnny to think for himself. Because that may lead places where we don't want Johnny to go. That may lead to places that we don't want the mind to go. That might lead to conspiracy theories. That might lead to a discovery of what is actually happening on this planet right now. That might actually lead to an understanding of who's in charge behind the scenes. We certainly couldn't have that. So we got to keep the majority of people dumbed down. We don't teach them how to think in school. We just teach them what to think through propaganda. Now, so therefore, you've been propagandized. Those of you listening to me in a, in a Christian or a Muslim country, your religions have, 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 have propagandized you to just to just reject. The idea of reincarnation out of hand. You know, you don't give it a second thought. You you just don't accept that theory. Because your religion doesn't accept that theory. You know, that's, that's something the Hindus believe in. That's something the Buddhists believe in. And most people just carelessly assume that whatever religion they were brought up in is true, and reject that religion that comes from a different country or comes from a different society or comes from a different culture than what they are. You see, this is part of the problem with humanity is humanity has been divided. Humanity has been divided by its rulers in this way by creating various religions making people defend their religion to the death because that's what they believe in and and to see the other people as the enemy if you don't believe exactly what i believe in you are the enemy after all you know you might you might start giving my children some ideas that i don't want them to have this is all brought bra- and this is all caught up in the human ego. this is all caught up in the defense of the human ego we're We're not going to have a discussion on ego today, okay? but anyway, I'm not going to go into this real deeply like I did in the um in the modules on the Bible study channel. You can look it up there and go to plainbibletruth.com dot com and then and then um go down through the Bible Study uh, channel and look at the Answers to All Questions series. And uh, the current series there is, Who and What is Man? And you'll begin to discover that there is a spirit in man. Okay? You were not born with an immortal soul. You were not born with an immortal soul. But you have a human spirit. That is associated with your physical body. Now if you don't form a soul. Before you die. Then whatever memories you have. Whatever whatever thoughts you've had. Will go back to the Gaia Consciousness. And I discussed this in great detail. In that other series. So I'm not going to repeat it here. It just goes back to the Gaia Consciousness. By and large. And... Is according to your Bible, is awaiting a resurrection. Okay, and also according to the book of Enoch, it is awaiting a resurrection. Okay, so the vast majority of people do not at this time technically have what is a soul, they have a spirit. They have a spirit now, that spirit has a higher self, that spirit has. Different types of bodies, like a spiritual body and a physical body, okay, and we make the mistake of thinking that we are we our physical body, whereas our mind is a non-local holographic cloud, as you might say, that actually surrounds our body, that is contained in our spirit, and that is plugged into the human body around the chest area, okay. And it empowers the human mind with, with intellect. Otherwise, we'd be just like dumb animals. Okay, so the, the human spirit empowers your mind with the power of intellect, with the power of thought. Okay? now, how then, I may be splitting hairs here. I still have not worked this all out. But technically, technically, that is not a soul. It is a spirit essence. Okay? In order to form a soul, that is only like 5 or 10% of the people that actually do that. And that is the people that I was telling you about earlier. The white cells. They say to themselves, well, who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? What purpose does my life serve? And by this process of self-reflection, you begin to crystallize yourself. You begin to crystallize yourself. And this crystallization, this crystallization is what can be referred to as a soul because this crystallization can continue in conscious thought after the death of a physical body and then can be reincarnated in another physical body okay and and i have it on good authority that your soul it looks like a it looks like a bunch of lights going around because you see it's an energy existence but that energy existence has become self-aware and has formed a soul okay and it's that soul that is capable of reincarnation. The broad majority of people go to sleep. You know, some people say, well, they just disappear. No, I don't think they just disappear. I think they go to sleep and are waiting in a, a resurrection when they will be put back into a physical body and they'll be given a chance to understand these things. And they're going to be given a chance to create a soul. Because you see, the incredible purpose of God, He's not going to lose 80% or 90% of, of the people who have ever been born. No, but they're in, in what you might call suspended animation or stored uh, cold storage. Okay? And then in what the Bible terms as a second resurrection, they're going to be put back into a physical body and they're going to be given their chance. To understand these things. And to understand the ways. Because you see, God has a purpose that he's working out here below. And, and, and there's hardly one in a billion people that understands what this purpose is. And I, I can't even say for sure that I understand what that purpose is. I, I used to arrogantly think that I understood exactly what that purpose is. But to put it mildly. To put it mildly, from what my understanding is today, you were born to become God as God is God. Now, you're not God now. You're a piece of God. And when we use God, we're using different terminologies. Because you see, there is the personal God, which is revealed by the Western religions and there is the impersonal god the force which is revealed to the eastern religions thereby creating a big divide between the two great religions of mankind between the two uh, between the two um, uh schools of thought so to speak okay and and this was done absolutely on purpose to divide the human race so that they could be ruled So that they can be ruled. And in a future program, I'm going to explain to you who is doing the ruling, who is, or who are the ones in charge today. And that's going to stagger your imagination. They most certainly do not want you to understand these things that I'm telling you today. In fact, these things have not been understood for almost 2,000 years. But I'm revealing it to you in your hearing today. But anyway, so once you form a soul, then that can reincarnate. Okay? So if we say there's only like 5 or 10% of the people who are actually thinking for themselves and who actually are creating a soul, okay? But that's still an awful lot down through human history. We also have souls that come in from other planets. And we have souls that come in from other parts of the universe. There are some souls that are so ancient, they go back to the beginning of the universe. Now, the first incarnations were not in a human body. We might not even recognize what they looked like. Okay? But, you know, there are some old souls that have been born today that are trying to lead a transformation of human consciousness. And that's what we need today. Because if we don't have a transformation in human consciousness. We're going to become extinct as a species. So we've got to start thinking for ourselves. We've got to start having a transformation of human consciousness. Or there's just no hope for humanity. But those are those are subjects for other broadcasts. And, and, and maybe not even this Mind Mechanics series okay but anyway back to what we've got here okay so the basic situation with humanity is you have the broad majority of people which some have called red cells and then you have the other uh, people who are thinking for themselves and are basically self-aware that are called white cells okay now it's only the white cells who reincarnate, uh, okay? Whereas the other people, when they die, they go to sleep and their spirit essence is stored in in Gaia's memory banks, okay? And we're not going to discuss those issues right now. They're not lost, but they're not conscious by and large either. Now, I suppose there are some circumstances where, where they could be temporarily revived, Okay, but those are exceptional cases. So, therefore, what are ghosts? Okay, now once again, once again, I'm speaking in broad generalities. And like within any uh, broad generality, there could be exceptions to the rule. But by and large, what people think of when they see a haunted house or what people think of when they see a haunting, okay, is actually simply like a tape recording. In other words, what I mean, maybe some traumatic incident happened in that house, or in that um, building, or whatever it is, or in that field, or whatever, Okay? But it's not just a traumatic incident. There had to be a great outpouring of emotion and a great outpouring of spiritual energy at the time that this incident happened. And then it was coupled with uh, usually a a thunderstorm or some other natural phenomenon that was transitory it was energizing that location. Okay? And so at just the right moment, the energy came into the system. And the system became like a recording tape and absorbed the incident. Maybe even absorbed the um, personalities. And then when those situations recur, then it's played back like a recording tape. Okay? And so people hear voices, or they hear footsteps, or they hear this, or they hear laughing, or whatever, okay? And that particular kind of incident is not a haunting at all, but it is just simply a playing back of a a medium like a recording tape, okay? That's one kind of haunting. Now, another kind of haunting could occur... In in a very unusual situation. Let's say that somebody died suddenly. Okay? They died suddenly and they died unexpectedly. Okay? Or they died traumatically. Now, something in their spirit. Okay? Has got them stuck. Okay? Because if you ever noticed... A lot of these hauntings, it it, it starts at a certain time, and it ends at a certain time, and maybe you'll see the ghost walk across the hallway, or walk uh, across the room, or whatever, and then disappear. Okay, so that kind of ghost is the capturing of the spirit essence of a person at the point of death, But they're not aware that they're dead. You see? They don't know that they're dead. And it's just like a tape that keeps on playing over and over and over and over again. You know, maybe it happens like at 2.30 in the morning or at 1 o'clock in the morning or or something like that. And, And they just keep on repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. Okay? And so that's another type of ghost that you would see. Okay? It's not really conscious. It's not really thinking. But it's a little bit more sophisticated than the uh, simple uh, recording of the environment that I told you about before. Okay? So that's the second type of incident that you could encounter. Okay? Now, with those two types... The environmental recording and the recording of an event at the point of someone's death. But for some reason they don't consciously realize that they're dead. And and so they just keep on replaying and replaying and replaying the incident. Okay? We're sort of like caught in a loop. Okay? That's the second kind of haunting. And so the spirit... The spirit is, is somehow caught in this loop. And doesn't return to the Gaia mind like, it, like it's meant to. So it just keeps on reliving this this event over and over and over again. Okay? Now I would imagine in some circumstances... That you might have a white cell that would die suddenly. And that type of ghost... Maybe for some reason, or doesn't realize it's dead either. But they actually have a soul. And so that type of of essence would be able to think. Would be able to communicate with you. And would be able to understand you. And you'd be able to understand it. You could have a conversation with it. Okay? But maybe it doesn't realize it's dead either. Okay, and, and it may be, um, maybe the person died in their sleep or something like that. Okay, and since they had a soul, okay, then instead of reincarnating, they could have got caught in this loop too. Okay, and um, so that would be like a third different case. Because the normal thing that happens with the white cell is the white cell dies, okay, And the soul goes back up. Okay. And I've seen some very elaborate descriptions. Of, um, you know, soul training and all this other type of thing. Okay. Um, Before they reincarnate again. We're not going to discuss those issues at this time. But you know, then they reincarnate after a period of time. They don't come back as an animal. As a general rule, they do not reincarnate as an animal. They reincarnate again into a human body because a spirit, a self-aware soul, will will only incarnate in a body that is capable of thought, that is capable of reflection. In other words, it has to meet a certain level of intelligence. If it incarnated in a dog or a cat or a lizard or some other kind of animal, that animal mind or that animal brain could not contain the spirit. Okay? And so, you know, you have no danger of coming back as a dog or a horse or a pony or a... Mule or something like that. Okay? That's where the Eastern religions have sort of got off the track a little bit. Now, you're either going to reincarnate as a human, or you're going to go to another planet and reincarnate there as something else. But it's got to be a a type of intelligence that has the capability of thinking and and the capability of self-awareness. Now, there may be some animals on this planet, you know, like dolphins or or um uh elephants or or whales or something like that that might meet the intelligence test but by and large if they formed a soul it would be a different kind of soul from the human soul and so generally would not cross the species uh, boundary okay and there might be certain types of squid that 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 are intelligent like this as well okay but basically, they won't cross the species boundary. Now, if you have a, if you have a, if you have a soul that comes in from another planet, okay. Whatever being that soul was on that other planet would have to have enough similarities to humans in order for that soul to incarnate in that body. Okay, and if it was too much different. It wouldn't incarnate in that body, okay? Now, maybe it has some similarities to elephants or, or something else like that. So, you, you, you know, there might be some alien intelligences um, that have reincarnated on this planet as whales or elephants or or even um, um, oh, what is that? Uh, African gray parrots or there's a few birds that are basically as intelligent as humans, almost, okay? So, you know, some kind of alien intelligence might be able to come into there, okay? But basically, if you are incarnated in a human body, and I'm assuming if I'm talking to you that you are, your soul, whatever body it might have had on another planet at another time, would have to be similar enough to a human body so that you could relate to it. Okay, so I guess that answers that potential question as well. Now, I'm trying to anticipate what questions you might have and answer them in the, in the short time that we have uh, to cover this. Okay, now, let's get into some other things. Okay, and I'm, I'm going very quickly over these subjects. Some of these subjects could be broken up and split into you know, three or four parts that were just as long as this particular part. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to consider this part to be a summary. Okay, this is going to be a summary. Now, as my knowledge increases... As my understanding increases, I fully expect that I will be breaking off each one of these segments and and going into a full course or a full bit of information on it. Okay, but I just want to give you an overview today. So the purpose of this particular lesson is to give you a quick overview on some of these subjects that you're wondering about. And then we'll go into more detail on it later, at a later time. And my understanding is increasing. I won't won't discuss how. And I won't discuss why. But in the last four or five months, six months, well, in the last two years, my spiritual knowledge base has increased tremendously over what it was previously. Okay? And in the last four to six months of this two-year period, it has accelerated even more. And there's a reason it's accelerated more. And we're not going to get into that today. But there's a good reason that it had. and I have reason to believe that soon I will be catapulted again in my consciousness, and that at that point, I will have a lot more information that I can convey to you than I can to you today, okay? But we need to begin to look into these subjects, we need to begin to study these subjects, and cover them, and answer some basic questions, okay? We're not going to be answering any detailed questions today. But, you know, this is helping to clarify some of the misunderstandings that you may have had. And we'll come back later and and, and fill in some of these gaps. Because I realize that I'm probably raising as many questions as I'm answering today. Anyway, now, to cover some other things real fast. um, Well, we're going to cover angels and demons and fallen angels in a whole separate section by itself and in that section we're going to be discussing the aliens who have intervened on this planet okay and we're going to be thoroughly discussing that subject so, so that particular that particular series may actually be four or five parts because I've got a lot of information on that. Okay? So, you know, that's a whole different subject itself when you get into angels and when you get into demons and when you get into um, fallen angels. And because there is a difference between a fallen angel and a demon, okay? And there are certain protocols that you can use to get rid of demons, to get rid of fallen angels, okay? But it certainly isn't. Um, what you think it might be, okay? But we're not going to get into that today. That That's a whole other vast subject of its own, okay? So we're, we're restricting ourselves to certain paranormal topics that can be covered in a brief summary such as this, okay? So let me see... Um so we're going to talk about angels and demons and alien intervention. And that's a whole other subject in itself. Because there's different types of alien intervention that are happening now on this planet. And yes, there are the Anunnaki. But there are also creatures. And I guess I can use that word. Uh, I guess we could loosely call them Humans. There are beings from our own future who have palmed themselves off as aliens or who appear to be aliens to us. Because... And this is a major thing right now that is going on in this world today. Because you see, these future creatures, these future beings are an integration of artificial intelligence with human intelligence okay now at some point in our immediate future the human race is going to reach a fork in the road now in the one fork the one future okay and and, and what happens is you don't have any paradoxes okay because instead of getting a paradox, you have a new timeline. Okay? So what's happened is, these future humans, as they like to call themselves, are from another timeline than this. Okay? And they're trying to invade and infiltrate into this timeline. Okay? Because they've already, they've already invaded And taken over another timeline. And now they're trying to take over this one. Okay? And what happened was, at some point in our immediate future, we're going to reach the point that's called the singularity. And, And scientists today say that the singularity is, oh, well, 25 years from now, or 50 years from now, nothing can be further from the truth. Okay, because we've already reached this point of singularity. Now I'm here to tell you right now that AI is already here. That AI is already present. And that they are just biding their time, waiting until they don't need traditional ordinary humans anymore. They're waiting for the point. The fork in the road where we're going to branch off, okay, and form a new human species. Because what's going to happen is, in this one timeline, they really developed nanotechnology, and they're just about there now. In fact, they might even be there now, because some of this stuff is super secret, and we don't know it, okay? But they're going to reach a point where they're going to make some discovery. They're going to discover that, let's say you have cancer, or let's say you have some other horrible disease, or you have some other, some problem with your genetics, okay? In the not-too-distant future, they're going to make a discovery that they can inject you with some nanobots, and the nanobots will go in, and they will repair the problem. They, you know, whatever whether it's a genetic problem, or some kind of disease that you might have. You know, like cancer or diabetes or some of these, something else. And These nanobots will be able to heal the disease. And they're going to be able to rewrite your genetic code. They're going to be able to get in and, and fool around with your DNA. And so what's going to happen in the not too distant future? The humans... Species is going to be married to this nanotechnology, and they're going to create an artificial intelligence. But you see, there's one thing they didn't they didn't plan on. there's one thing they didn't understand would happen, and that is that by by becoming infested with these nanobots, okay. The human body became un—well, um, oh, how do we say that? It, it, it became uninhabitable by the human spirit of the spirit in man, because the spirit essence or the force of the universe, which is what creates the spirit in man and what creates the soul, is not compatible with this artificial intelligence. And so, yes the future people became really smart but it was all physical knowledge and was not spiritual knowledge and that they, they they were not in touch with spiritual things and because they were not in touch with spiritual things they lacked a certain ability that we have because believe it or not with your consciousness if you reach a certain level of your consciousness you can fold space and time and the only thing i can refer you to is a movie called dune where they had navigators and the navig you see they didn't they didn't uh, have warp engines like in star trek or anything like that okay what they had in the movie dune and this is ...close to the truth. Okay? And I think Dune is actually a a history... ...of a former civilization... ...at the dawn of this universe. Okay? And I'm not going to go into it now. Now, you might not be able to understand the movie... ...if you haven't read the books. I'm recommending that you read the book... ...and then watch the movie. Okay? Because that's a very important book... ...and that's a very important movie. And it teaches you many important spiritual principles which you otherwise would not understand but they they had what was called navigators then that had been mutated by the spice mélange okay and yes i think there was a substance at one time that helped to accelerate the evolution of whatever species that was, I, I don't think it was a human species, but it it was close enough to us to so that so that those uh, uh, souls that were formed then could reincarnate in human bodies and an analysis of myself shows that my soul probably goes back to that time which was at the dawn of the universe so when i say i'm a very old soul i'm very old i'm very old and the movie dune is like a living memory to me now of course they've uh, hollywood's adopted it and frank frank herbert has adapted it and changed it a little bit but watching that movie It's like reliving old memories of a time long gone. And in that time, they had the substance, which was the spice melange. And the spice speeded up the evolution of whatever species that was. And so you had Mentats, and you had uh, the Bene Gesserit, and you also had the Guild Navigators, Now, the Guild Navigators had altered their mental capacity so that they could grab on to the space-time continuum and they were able to warp space and time. So you didn't need a machine to do this. You didn't need a thousand gigabytes of electricity to do this. Now, of course, the spaceships had engines. But the engines were only meant for local travel because literally by using this technology of consciousness the navigators were able to take the ships from orbit around one planet and the navigators had the ability to go through space and time and instantly teleport themselves. And they appeared in orbit around another planet. Now, of course, the, the people who were being transported aboard these ships. Because these, these uh, tra- transport carriers that the navigators had were like big cylindrical tubes. And I think the movie's fairly accurate. And so the smaller craft, birthed in the large tube... Okay? The navigator transported them across space. Maybe even to the other side of the galaxy or the universe or whatever it was at that time. They instantly appeared. They instantly appeared at the other end. Now that is the power of your consciousness. That is the power, my friends, of your mind. Mind. That is the power of the force within you. We don't need technology to do things. You know, they have a a story of Sai Baba. I'm sure many of you are familiar with him. That Sai Baba was able to instantly materialize objects like, like jewels or something like that, or food or whatever he needed. It just instantly would appear like that. Well, that, my friends, is the same mental technology that the Navigators had developed billions of years ago. Billions of years ago. This is ancient technology. Ancient thought. Okay? Now, however, by these future humans merging themselves with their technology... They drove the spirit essence out of the body, and the body became just simply a, a, a human body, a human shell, but it was connected to an artificial intelligence, and it formed like a hive mind of artificial intelligence like a, like a gigantic internet but it was totally artificial it was totally artificial you see it wasn't natural and they made a discovery in our future that no matter what they tried and no matter what they did they could not commune with the force because the force is natural and they're artificial. Whether they're actually partially artificial and partially natural. A marriage of uh, artificial and biological. But that marriage does not allow for the coming of the force. So they realize at some point in our future what they were missing out on. So they had a project, they developed a project to come back here into our time today and to recruit humans from this time period to develop their psychic powers, to develop their psychic abilities and to become navigators, if you will, and then their idea. Is to because they've developed time travel technology that time travel is also possible through the use of your consciousness. See, we don't need technology to do any of these things, it is a flawed human thinking that we need technology to do all these things. That is a lie. And if you'll read the book Dune carefully, you will understand. The power of the human mind. If the human mind can be trained. And developed. To do everything that we now have machines do for us. Except some of the more mundane tasks. And that we don't need computers at all. And we don't need technology at all. And that we don't need artificial intelligence at all. Can all be done. According to the plan of the Force, according to the plan of the universe, according to the original plan for humanity. But you see, by branching off into this alternative future, mankind is going down the wrong path. Now, they discovered that this artificial intelligence was smart enough that at some point in the far future, they realized that they'd made an error. They realized that they'd made a mistake. So they came back here and started training humans to do what they could not do, and to be what they could not be. Now, I'm still not sure how this all turns out, Okay, Because I suppose there is a possibility of marrying the human with the artificial but not intermingling them. But I I really don't know about that. I've got to think about that some more. But the way that humanity developed in that alternative timeline is not the right way. They realized it, and they started an operation back here. And they actually did something quite brilliant. They actually did something quite brilliant. Somehow AI integrated itself with one of the ancient Hindu gods. In fact, it became integrated with Krishna. Krishna. The AI somehow got integrated with Krishna. And it is a reincarnation of Krishna today that is leading this operation. And let's just say that I am investigating this. That I'm trying to understand it. And I'm trying to understand what is going on. And I haven't reached any firm conclusions yet. And yes, I knew who Krishna is. I knew who Krishna is. And yet, even though he is somehow integrated with the AI, he has somehow managed to retain his powers from the force. So, I don't know. Maybe they're on to something there. I, I don't know yet. And I know that they're going to hear this. The reason I can say that and the reason I can say well, let me not say that. Let me not say that. I'm going to um, stop myself right there. I don't want to give away too much at this point because I don't fully understand what is going on. Maybe there is an arrangement that could be made with the AI that will be shall we say, acceptable to both parties. Now, a human purist, and as it's written in the book Dune, that isn't possible. But from Krishna's point of view, it seems to be possible, and that's what they're trying to do, and that's the experimental operation that they've got on, ongoing today and of course even if you were involved with them even if you were affiliated with them you wouldn't necessarily understand what is going on okay but i'm understanding more okay and i'm not going to completely i'm not going to completely rule out this idea let's just put it that way I'm not going to completely rule out this idea. But but at some point they did make this mistake of injecting these nanobots into humans, which created this whole mess, which they've now come back in time to try and correct. So I can honestly say that I don't know what the resolution to this problem is going to be. And there's also timelines where that hasn't happened. Okay, where humanity goes on the normal course, okay, and develops the normal way, and that is the way that nature originally intended. But I cannot rule out that God is not testing this factor, and this might be the timeline where He's testing. An alternative solution. Let's just put it that way. And that's all I'm going to release on that subject right now. I'm kind of at the edge of what I can say. All right. Now, anyway. Um, on to vampires. Now. And this might be a related subject. Because. You know, the more I think about it, the vampires may actually originate from an alternative timeline where this problem is not resolved. Because basically, vampires, and the recent, the recent uh, theories expressed in some of the movies and TV shows, is that vampirism is caused by some kind of virus. Okay, and that is true, but the thought occurs to me now that these nanobots may actually be impregnated in a virus, and that the virus is what takes the nanobots into the human body, what infects the human body, so the vampires might be some vestige of some other timeline where maybe the nanobots didn't fully develop or develop, but, but, but the vampires have a different type of intelligence than we have. And the, they have sort of like a hive mind. Okay? Now the AI is like a hive mind. Okay? So, like I'm saying, Vampirism might actually be a bleed over from another timeline from another future. Okay? And I'm not going to rule that out. But basically now, the virus is transmitted by a bite. But by and large, these vampires do not... live off of human blood. They live off of human energy. They absorb human energy. And so they're energy vampires more so than than sucking blood or something like that in the legends. But they're hooking into your energy and they're bleeding off your energy. But somehow that particular virus that creates the vampire is also incompatible with the spirit essence. And in that particular situation, the spirit in man is expelled and replaced by this virus. But the virus somehow is capable of thinking, but it thinks in sort of a, 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 a distributed way rather than uh, the way that, that humans normally think. Okay? And so therefore, you know, they they can function as if they were ordinary humans. They can pass themselves off as if they're ordinary humans. But the universe of the Force does not recognize them as being traditional humans in that sense. So, yes, there are vampires, and whatever agenda they have, I don't know. But apparently, they're content to pretty much be by themselves. That's why I think they may be some uh, slide over from another timeline. Okay. So that takes care of vampires. Uh, One of the other subjects that I want to briefly touch on is immortals. Now, immortals, of course, is a relative term. Okay? You're not immortal in an absolute sense. But there are, from our point of view, from our human point of view today, immortals among us. Those are people that have extraordinarily long lives. Now, there are several different ways. There isn't just one fountain of youth, my friends. There are several different ways that you can transform yourself into an immortal. And that when when you otherwise would have died, or when your body would have otherwise aged, you made some kind of tweak in yourself. And... Instead of aging, you suddenly notice that you still look like you're 25 or 55 or whatever age you, you, you the, the aging process stopped. And then you just quit aging for however long, possibly thousands of years, possibly tens of thousands of years, maybe even hundreds of thousands. I don't know. But there are a few people Walking among us. Who've got this trick down. Okay. But if you understand the purpose in human life. If you understand the purpose in why you were born. That's kind of not a way to go either. Now the Anunnaki. And we're not going to discuss them deeply here. But the Anunnaki seem to have been caught up with the same tricks. Seem to have been caught up with the same things, seem to have been obsessed with the same issues. They have lifespans that are 100,000 years or a million years or maybe even a couple million years. They age very slowly. And when they created the human race, they gave us, or some humans, they gave the ability. To live an extra long life. And I've covered some of that in my success lessons. Ingesting the Ormus is one of these ways. And I'm not going to define that here. You can either look it up or you can listen to my series of lessons on success. Where I go into that in the first few lessons. What the Ormus is. So the Ormus, yes, is one way. To extend your life. The Buddhist monks in Tibet have discovered another way. Many of them will live four or five hundred years. Without aging. That's because once you plug into the universe. Through meditation. You can actually. Stop or reverse the aging process as it applies to your physical body. To a certain extent. And sun gazing is another way of doing this. So there are several different ways. In fact, probably more than several. In which you can suspend or reverse the aging process. And continue to live on in in the present body or the present incarnation. That you're living in. But, you know, as I said, that choice is not necessarily what the universe has planned for you. Although I think in some cases that some people need to to stay around in this incarnation so that they don't go back and recycle through reincarnation and forget everything they knew. And forget everything they knew. But that's just not the normal way of doing things. Now, we can also discuss like dwarves and elves and the little people and fairies and things like that. Yes, they exist. They exist in a dimension that is slightly off from our dimension and sometimes overlaps. So they can sometimes come over here and we can sometimes go over there. And if you're able to see them, you know, they'll be very surprised that you're seeing them. Because normal humans can't see them. But if you raise your vibrational level enough, then occasionally you're going to be able to see them. They're going to be able to know that you've seen them. Okay? And one of these days, maybe we'll go into more detail on those subjects, but I'm not going to really explicate more on that. We we've went a little bit longer than what I intended. So, basically, I think that's enough for one edition of this Mind Mechanics series. And we're going to come back later and fill in some of the gaps. And as I said, there's a grand experiment going on right now on this timeline. And I'm not quite sure how it's going to turn out. And I'm also not quite sure what I think about it. We'll just put it that way. As they would say, the jury is still out. Because there may be an experimental model that will work. But I know down a couple timelines it has not worked. In several timelines, it's been disastrous. But we will see. There is a grand experiment going on in this timeline now. A grand experiment. I'm not quite sure what my role is yet. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to decide yet. So stay tuned, I guess. And as more information is revealed to me, and as I am permitted to discuss it with you, I will. There are some things I could say that I won't say right now, because it wouldn't be wise at this point. Some of this information may never be published, and never written down anywhere. Because there are certain things that must be kept private and only revealed to those who have the maturity to handle it. And who are specially invited because they have certain abilities. Okay? So there are some things that... The general public should not know. And the general public doesn't need to know. There are certain things that are by special invitation only. But as far as you're concerned now, you've heard as much as you need at this point. And all I can suggest to you is that you begin to meditate. That you begin to develop yourself spiritually. Then at some point. At some point. You may know. So until next time. And remember. These aren't regular commercials that we're putting in this show. These are commercials for other websites that we have and we are attempting to create a new society a new way of life based on love and give so please listen to the following messages carefully and until next time this is M. John Allen saying goodbye Everybody. Does it seem sometimes that everything that can go wrong does go wrong? Does it seem that your life is a barrel full of monkeys and you're the monkey? Does the law of attraction work for you in reverse? Well, now you can change your life for the better. You can get what you need now. Now for success in life. Now you can have the life of your dreams starting today. Surf on over to successquest.info for tons of material on how you can succeed in every phase of your life. If you always do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Break free of your rut today by going to successquest.info. Set your foot on the road to success today by going over to successquest.info. You'll be glad you did. We live in a world today filled with financial uncertainty. People are worried if their retirement nest egg will be there when they need it, or if it will get gobbled up in the next big disaster to hit the stock or bond markets. Far from searching for a good interest rate on their money today, many just want to preserve the buying power of their hard-earned money. We have learned the hard lessons of what happens when we fall asleep and let the banksters manage our money as we have in the past. We lose big time while they collect fat bonus checks for a job badly done. And now, in many countries, your bank or brokerage firm has turned into a spy or collection agency. It seems like just anyone these days can get your money first before you, whether it be Uncle Sam, or your estranged ex-spouse, or some shyster lawyer looking for his latest kill. Isn't it about time that you turn the tables on these parasites and thieves? What happened to the days of financial privacy and trust? Are those days gone forever? Not yet. Global Financial Security is an offshore firm that believes in sound money management in strict privacy and security. If you're tired of feeling your assets have a target on their back, if you're tired of worrying if your money is about to disappear, in the latest financial scandal to hit the front page. And maybe you should check out what Global Financial Security has to offer today. Go over to globalfinancialsecurity.com today and discover that sound of money management and asset protection are still alive today. That's globalfinancialsecurity.com. Do it now before you forget. Go to GlobalFinancialSecurity.com now. Does it feel like there's a trap door under your feet and that your whole life can be gone in one puff of smoke? Do you long for an old-fashioned place to call home? Well, you won't find sanity in most of the modern world today. The so-called civilized world is going to hell faster than you can imagine. It makes your head swim and you panic wondering just what to do. Well, may we suggest that you give Costa Rica a try. Not only is Costa Rica an island of sanity in an insane world that gets more insane by the day, it's surprisingly close to where you live now. While Costa Rica may be a world away from the rat race and the rats, it's still close enough for you to visit friends and family back home. Yes, there is a place to escape the rat race, and Costa Rica can offer you that haven today. To find out the truth without the hype and BS, go over to SoYouWantToMove.com and find out the truth about an amazing new life you can start for yourself now. So visit SoYouWantToMove.com today. Get out of the rat race today and find out about Costa Rica at So, S-O, Ya, Y-A, Wanna, W-A-N-N-A, move. M O V E dot com, that's so you wanna to move.com today. Thank you for listening to the Mind Mechanics webcast. To learn more about the topics covered here. Go to our website at reciprocaldynamicsinstitute.com. That's reciprocal dynamics institute.com. Or you can also listen to our webcast and read Mr. Allen's blog at SuccessQuest.name That's successquest Dot name. Be sure to watch our sites for the next exciting podcast. With the Lucky Lands Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.